Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Coach Radio. That's audibletrial.com slash Life Coach Radio. And now, here's today's show. Good afternoon, friends. This is Divya Parekh, your today's radio show host for the show Beyond Confidence for Success, where we bring shows for you, where we lean into our discomfort, where we shatter our status quo, we step into the success. And that success is there to stay, just not to step into it. We are there to sustain our success as well. And today, I have the pleasure of bringing you a great show where my own health professionals team is with me. So a little bit about myself. I am a business relationship and leadership coach, speaker, and author. I've worked with leaders achievers, and entrepreneurs worldwide to help them uncover their hidden motivators that allow them to achieve their personal, professional, and financial goals with laser focus, unstoppable confidence, and resonant relationships. I have co-authored an Amazon bestseller, The Voyage to Your Vision, and written several other books on emotional intelligence, critical thinking, leadership and influence, and my next book that will be coming out is going to be on relationships. I am so thrilled, dear listeners, to be with you again. I encourage you to call in. If you have any questions, the number to call in is 646-716-9397. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce my great guest. Flo Moses. Flo is the senior partner and post 35 athletic training, including Division I universities and 25 plus years of physical therapy experience. She identifies and corrects dysfunction to human movement and creatively returns patients to a higher level of functions. So today, I want to share that this is the place where I have been going for past several years for my physical therapy. And the name of the place is Sports and More. And Flo Moses is one of the co-owners. So welcome, Flo. It's an honor to have you on the show. Can you share a little bit about yourself and what is it that drew you into this profession? Hi, Debbie. It's great to be here today. Um, you know, as, I, as my bio says, I started out as an athletic trainer dealing with athletes and dealing with all aspects of their health and was always intrigued with so many different things that you have to work with with the athlete, the physical, the emotional, um, the motivational aspects. And I did that for about 10 years and then uh, transitioned into physical therapy, which is similar uh, with the rehabilitation aspect of that, uh, crossing over in those two professions. And I realized that it's a, it's a really rewarding and fulfilling thing to be involved with people 
um, as they travel through life, helping them to make the, the most of their, again, all aspects of life, physical, emotional, uh, well-being. So uh, being in that field, we have the wonderful opportunity to get to know people and um, get to know what makes their bodies tick physically, but again, also what helps to motivate them and, and what, what they are seeking in their quality of life. Um, and the older I get, I realize that I in, uh, need physical therapy and attention to those areas of my life as well and can relate to uh, people of all ages uh, pursuing uh, quality of life. Mm-hmm. Quality of life. That is so well said because regardless of how many years do we live, it is the quality of life that matters. We could live up to be 150. However, if we were taking statins and if we were going for physical therapy and we were unable to do simple things in life that bring us joy, it would have a huge impact. So I totally relate to that flow because being a relationship coach, and especially when you're in the entrepreneurial and corporate field, we are so busy driving ourselves to work and whether it's in the cars or whether we are in the cubicles or in the offices or whether as an entrepreneur, we are trying to do everything ourselves and we forget what is quality of life. Very profound. Thank you. Moving on to the next guest, Jason Harloff is a co-partner for physical therapy. Jason stems from an athletic training background as well. And he has treated the full spectrum of athletes. As a physical therapist for 19 plus years, he has expertise in treating patients with multiple conditions. Jason directs the aquatic physical therapy program and discovers new ways to challenge patients at all functional levels. So it's an honor to have Jason on our show today. Welcome, Jason. Would you also Thank please you. share a little bit? About yourself and what drew you to this profession so thanks Divya and it is a pleasure to be here as well um, so I got started in the field of physical therapy um, early in my undergraduate career at University of Delaware I was an athletic trainer and the head athletic trainer was a physical therapist and athletic trainer and so he was a mentor and you know, I looked up to him and, and certainly inspired me uh, in my everyday coursework I took. And um, when I graduated um, from undergrad at University of Delaware, it was um, physical therapy that I thought I might want to pursue. So I volunteered at hospitals and outpatient clinics and just got exposed to the profession. Um, I loved, loved, loved athletic training, but I really enjoyed the rehab part. I liked being in the training room. I liked working with the athletes. Um, even though you get a rush when you're on the field, when there's an injury, you know, it's unfortunate to the, to the athlete, but definitely a, a thrill for the trainer to be able to handle that injury kind of immediately. I, I liked that aspect, but I really enjoyed the rehab part, which took place in the training room. So that really attracted me to the profession of physical therapy. So after... Mm -hmm. Uh, gradu graduating from University of Delaware, I went, wound up getting um, my master's degree in uh, PT at uh, Duyuvo College in Buffalo, New York. 
And I, I was mentored there from some great, great instructors um, that really taught me more than just the everyday knowledge of physical therapy. They taught me what it means to be a professional um, and how to interact with colleagues and the healthcare team and and ultimately the profession and the association, which is um, basically the parent organization that basically governs and sets the policy and procedures for the profession itself. So when I moved to North Carolina from New York and got into physical therapy um, with my first job, that's when I met Flo. And um, actually, it was my second job. Sorry, my second job, I met Flo. So Flo and I shared a very common um, goal in, in the pursuit of quality patient care. And it was that relationship that kind of sparked uh, the beginning of Sports and More, I, uh, probably five or six years after my employment, and Flo and I met after hours. We were so ethical. We're both very ethical individuals and, you know, felt very strongly about, you know, our pursuit of our company to be done on our time and not our previous company's time. So we would meet after hours and, and shared you know, what our philosophies were and what our what our goals were and what our visions were for the company. And that's what brought us together in the formation of Sports and More. Um, and, you know, now we've been 14 years going strong and, and feel so, so blessed to be able to offer quality physical therapy to our community. Oh, fantastic. I love the journey that you started out as an athletic trainer for Thrill, and moved into the realm of physical therapy rehab where you require a whole lot more patience and the thrill is sometimes absolutely not there, especially when patients are resisting to change and moving forward. I'm glad for one that you opened up sports and more because I can definitely attest to the fact that I have been with you probably for 10 to 12 years because I had been involved in a hit-and-run accident, and I've had the pleasure to work with great physical therapists at your center like Matt, Kelly, and Brooks. So Brooks has been integral to a part of my recovery, and... I would like to invite Brooks. So a little bit about Brooks. Brooks Martin is a doctor of physical therapy. He incorporates a variety of manual therapy techniques and skills in order to provide patients with the best quality of care. Brooks designs individualized rehabilitation programs that focus on improving function for his patients. So it's an honor to have Brooks on the show. Thank you for joining us, Brooks. So do share a little bit about yourself and what was it about this profession that drew you to it? Well, Divya, thanks for um, having us on the radio show today. Um, we're thankful and blessed for sure to be able to uh, spread the word to listeners as well as um, some of your colleagues and coworkers as well. Um, so kind of backtracking a little bit, um, my interest in physical therapy kind of an uh, interesting journey. It started when I was probably about the age of six or seven, um, which is kind of weird to hear because uh, if, you, if you know a little bit more about me, I'm kind of a, a sensitive yet detail-oriented individual. Um, 
so this came about uh, the strong interest in physical therapy after my mom was involved in a motor vehicle accident where she had had some whiplash. And as a result of that, she was having some neck pain that was essentially the root cause for arm radiating arm pain. Um, so in the moments that I was with her after she would be working as a nurse and I would be kind of tagging along after daycare, um, I got to see the process of her go from in a lot of pain to essentially, you know, over a two to three month process, um, remove that arm pain and then eventually remove the neck pain. So um, I really believe that's kind of where it all stemmed for me, um, kind of more on the, if you want to call it the psychosocial side of that. Uh, as I moved into high school, I did some internships with my athletic director there, and she was, uh, was actually one of the first ones when I was in high school to do an internship outside of the school that involved me observing physical therapy. So um, that's, I would say, the second part of of what really drew my interest into it. And my third is kind of similar to what uh, Jason was describing earlier as um, a mentor, like an athletic trainer. Um, when I was having sports injuries, for example, in high school, uh, he, he became a strong mentor for me, and he strongly encouraged me to look at the pros and cons um, for both athletic training as well as physical therapy. Uh, from there, I felt for my own reasons that the physical therapy practice or going into it post-grad and coming out was going to have me more as a generalist. So um, I would be able to work, for example, with sports-related uh, patients, or I could be working with people in the hospital. Um, so that's really kind of, if you want to full circle it back to, to how um, I became a physical therapist and have now been practicing strong in the field for about seven years. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how the journey can begin with one experience in our lives where you see your mom getting better and having that experience is, okay, I can make a difference. And as we listen to all the answers, we come back to the same answer. It's about making a difference. It's about going out there, helping other people, and bringing them back to functionality because being in a place where you cannot do things is a very humbling place. So, Jason, you mentioned that you and Flo had this vision and had the idea how the culture of your company would look like. So can you shed some light how did you come up with the culture? That What's your vision? How do you go about building that culture within your team as well? So the, the two questions. The first question is, how did you build the vision? And then second is, how do you inculcate the culture of your company within your team? Divya, those are great questions. I think I start by when Flo and I, um, again, first sat down, you know, initially we developed our business plan and everything was all, you know, financial and, and, and policy and procedures on how we would do things. But the fun part really came when Flo and I sat down and developed our standards of care and our values and vision statement and mission statement. That really defined who we are and the 
type of physical therapy services that we felt so strongly about being able to deliver in the communities that we practice in. So we have two locations, an office in Cary and an office in Raleigh, and it just so happens that at the time I lived in Cary and Flo lived in Raleigh, so it worked out that, you know, when we uh, eventually opened our second location in Cary that I would manage that one and Flo would manage the, the Raleigh one. So it worked out um, from a logistical standpoint. Um, the the standards of care and the and the value statement that we developed really – stemmed from who we are as individuals, you know, things that we felt um, patients deserved when they went to a physical therapy clinic. They deserve to see the same therapist at every visit. They deserve to have quality one-on-one time that was, you know, with their licensed PT and not not one of, you know, a number of people with the same appointment time. That that was something that we felt extremely strongly about. So writing the value statement and the, and the standards of care really was easy because it's it's who we were as people and what we felt people deserved when they went to a PT clinic. Um, and I think that, you know, initially um, when we started hiring our first physical therapist in addition to Flo and I and then our second physical therapist, you know, the culture evolved in that today what's so awesome is that People come to work for us because of the culture. Therapists, in my opinion, they don't enter the field of physical therapy to say, oh, yeah, I can't wait till I treat four patients in one hour, and I can't wait till I see, you know, 30 patients in a day. That's not why we <laughs> enter the profession. You know, we enter the profession because we want to be able to provide quality care, and, you know, that's that's – you know, can be up to interpretation, but quality of care for us was defined by um, patients being seen one-on-one in a in a model that promotes going after the root cause of a problem and not just kind of treating symptoms. So because of that, we've attracted quality practitioners because that's the way they desire to practice. So our, I think our our we have great therapists but I think our model allows that greatness to shine, if that makes sense. Does oh, that answer your ab- question? It answers my question. And you are absolutely right that you are creating an environment, a safe place for your practitioners to practice. And just the camaraderie I've seen between your different physical therapists and between your physical therapist and the patient, especially having myself experienced that, I can definitely agree with that. So thank you, Jason. And Flo, if you would share your value statement and how you implemented a similar culture like in Cary in Raleigh office. Sure, I'd be happy to. And and um, like Jason, I want to echo what Jason said. You know, our value statements uh, that we came up with, I think we easily put them down on paper because, um, because again, we believe in so many of the same things. And the value statements are, I want to um, explain that they are not only in how we treat our patients, but also what we think about our employees and how we want to treat them as well as other healthcare providers. So 
for example, you know, I'll just read a, a few of them. You know, uh, one of our value statements is a simple, each employee will be treated with respect by coworkers and owners. And that seems so simple. So many of the things are basic guidelines for living that I think we forget in this crazy world that, that we live in. Um, you know, other things that how we orient our therapist over a period of time, um, how we encourage the uh, co-treating and mentoring and interaction between therapists. Um, we have statements uh, basically stating that that is an expectation. And um, one of my favorites that we excuse me, try to enforce the sports and more environment will be one that fosters personal and professional growth of all employees and one that promotes integrity. And and we even define it as doing the right thing even when no one is looking. So um, all of these things filter down in how we interact with our patients and with other health care providers. Uh, so uh, like Jason said, it, it wasn't hard at all to to put those down and this is you know our carry office and our raleigh office there's not a separate uh, list for either one um it is all of the company um and jason's reminded me to share with you one of my favorite uh phrases that I don't know that I can call it my own, but I will for the sake of today, regarding our place in the healthcare world, um, because we are a place where patients can enter into healthcare, into the healthcare setting, they can have our physical therapy is can be a first point of entry, and a lot of people don't realize that. But we also have a responsibility to get people to the right uh, resource if to work in conjunction with us. So, for example, one of our value statements also involves thinking about ourselves as a part of the healthcare team, and the fact that healthcare should be a horizontal totem pole, not a vertical one, where there's someone at the top and someone at the bottom, because there's so many pieces of healthcare that is essential to, again, I come back to what I said uh, to start off with, providing opportunity for the best quality of life. So hopefully that helps uh, the, the listeners to understand a little bit about our values. Mm-hmm. Definitely it does, because this is what the millennials are striving towards for today. It is the cultures of the corporations, cultures of the companies are changing, and circling back, talking about your company and from what you said, Flo, was that it is one company. Even though there are two locations, you're pulling them under one umbrella and not separating it out even by sites, which is fantastic. And it again goes back. Okay, what does culture have to do? Culture is such an important factor after coaching across 50 countries with different people, what comes across is that regardless whether you are a small company or a larger company, if you start out by values and if you're making your decisions that are based on values, then it trickles down, not only in your vision, mission statement, it also trickles down in your business plan, how you're interacting with your employees, how you're interacting with your clients, your customers, and it just becomes one big supportive community. 
and Brooks. So we have heard perspectives from Flo and Jason now as being part of the team from the other end of the spectrum. How do you feel the culture of sports and more physical therapy has allowed you to flourish and practice in such a phenomenal way that you do? Yeah, that's a, an, an excellent um, follow-up question to just kind of the information Flow had uh, provided you. It's um, when you get a chance to go from seeing a couple of patients uh, an hour, for example, with my past, to being able to see a patient, you know, for their first, their initial appointment for 60 minutes, and then for following appointments to be 40 minutes, or again, circumstantially, um, that can fluctuate a little bit, has been honestly an amazing thing. Um, what I'll tell you is that when you're able to take our model um, here and then look at it at a, if you want to say, a more broader spectrum across the uh, American Physical Therapy Association that lots of practices uh, should be practicing in across the country, um, you'll find that that one-on-one -on -one model really does allow the therapist to grow. Um, I would say not only from the physical therapy perspective of, you know, here is the patient you have with the diagnosis in front of you and how you're trying to treat it, but also just from the psychology standpoint, which I think often sometimes people might forget about. You know, as a, ther a physical therapist, there's the physical side that you're treating, but there's also the mental or psychology side. Um, and what I've found, one of probably the, the biggest learning um, moments I've had, and I say I can reflect over this, uh, coming up with a company, getting close to being here with Flo and Jason for three years has been the ability to really know the patient, you know, to really know who they are when they come in because I have the ability to continually assess and reassess them. Um, and you can't, that is a value that you cannot take away from a therapist. It's probably, I would say, the core value that I have, the ability for me to not only remember who I'm treating, but to be able to constantly assess and reassess them really allows me to, I mean, if you want to get down to it, to go to sleep comfortably in the evening because I know I've provided the best care for my patient and I know that the carryover um, will be there and the memory recall will be there for my given patients because of the model alone. Um, and I'd say the last thing is the ability to feel like I can give that quality hands-on care. You know, if I can, if I have 40 minutes with a patient and I can give them really good hands-on care and follow it with, you know, really quality um, two or three, might even say four exercises where I can spend the time perfecting the form, spend the time educating the patient, that is what allows you to excel. And I've found that I have grown as a therapist um, exponentially from where I was to start my career in a given practice to where I am right now with sports and more. Mm -hmm. That definitely makes sense because when you're allowed to develop a relationship with the patient, not only you're able to build that trust factor because regardless of where we are in our lives, whether it's with our friends, with our families, whether it's even our car mechanic, it's about the trust. When we are talking about 
where we are going to get our car fixed, we say, oh, okay, I'm going to take my car to this car mechanic because you've developed a relationship and you have built a trust in it. And similarly, especially when it comes to physical health, people are, especially when, Jason, I think, so you mentioned that it is the first line of treatment, that that's where they're stepping in first. And if they're stepping in there first, so if they are coming out of an injury or a surgery, they're already traumatized, they're in pain. And when you step into the physical therapy, you are building this partnership with your physical therapist and with the environment that you're going in, whether you dread going to that clinic or you look forward to that clinic. I think so. it's a mixture of both. I can say that from my experience. So, Jason, how would you say that the physical therapy and patient partnerships helps them in the total health and well-being? Divya, that's a great question, and I think you can't separate the two. I think that the benefit of, we feel the benefit of our model in allowing the therapist the quality time with the patient to establish that relationship because there's so much that happens you know, I, I can I can teach you, you know, or I can do things to you in the clinic, but if you don't really, you know, if you don't really believe or trust in me as a individual providing this care for you, you may be less likely to perform the home exercises. You may be less compliant with your visits with me. Um, so I think I think what is so crucial is that first visit with the therapist we we do provide an hour and that's for a reason not only does it take a while to assess the different you know uh neuromuscular um components of the evaluation you know you 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 need time to establish the relationship with the patient so and and how that gets started sets the tone for the rehab experience for the patient uh, and and so I think it's really difficult to separate the two. I think the the patient and therapist relationship um, either makes or breaks the rehab for the patient. If you go to a visit and you have a therapist that you you know you, you go to, and there's two people at the same time and your therapist is texting and reading the newspaper every chance he or she gets what's the likelihood of you going back, right? The perception of the value that you receive from the visit has a lot to do with the quality of time that the therapist is able to spend with you. And, you know, I think in my heart of hearts, I believe that, you know, the majority of therapists that enter the field have that intention. It's whether or not they can practice that in the model they choose in the, in the uh, you know, company they work for. So establishing that patient and therapist connection early on is crucial. And we feel, Flo and I feel, that the model is what allows for that to occur. And when that occurs, I think, you know, I think it's it's uh, priceless both for the therapist because it's super rewarding and for the patient because they really truly see the value and benefit of the therapy that's provided. Does that Does that help answer the question? Mm-hmm, definitely does. And Flo, would you share some of your insights on the topic? 
Sure. I echo everything Jason said for sure. But, um, you know, I think the other thing that I would say that we talk about the the patient-therapist relationship and we're talking, we're focusing right now, we're talking on um, a a one-time episode. But the other thing that we take a lot of pride in and we encourage is that we want to become a patient's uh, PT for life, not meaning they need PT for life, but just as people say, who is your primary care physician? We would like for people to say, well, who's your PT? Well, I go to sports and more because this is how they, because um, I know they're going to take care of me. I know they're going to, as I mentioned earlier, refer me to the right specialist or referral source if needed. Um, I know what I'm going to get when I get there. So absolutely that that patient therapist relationship is key and the the establishment of a treatment plan of care that both the patient and the therapist are on the same page sometimes that can get lost if um, if the therapist has one goal and the patient has another. And getting back, I'm going to bring that back around to what I said from the very beginning about why I got into physical therapy um, versus athletic training, whereas I loved athletic training because the goal was to get the patient back out on the field. Um, it is just as rewarding to get the the person who's recovering from a total knee replacement being able to go to the grocery store by themselves, independent, get some of their independence back, and feeling good about uh, their, not only their independence but also the rest of their health. So, yes, establishing those goals together, um, understanding what goes into that, um, and understanding the person and, and their, their lifespan goals is so important. Mm-hmm. I really like that flow is having a plan that has been agreed upon both by patient and physical therapist because that's when usually the goals are not achieved. It's when you're not in alignment, your actions are not in alignment with the vision. It's your actions are not in alignment with the goals that you've set for yourself. And if both physical therapists and the patients are going in two different directions, there is going to be, I wouldn't say conflict, however, there's going to be a certain discord where both of them are trying to go in different directions and think about it. If you were flying one plane and there were two pilots and they're trying to go in different directions, the plane would not be reaching the destination. And Brooks, what's your thoughts on developing relationship between patient and physical therapy and achieving total health and well-being? Yeah, so um, again, great question. Uh, you know, I think when you think about it, it's a, it's kind of like a package deal, that relationship. Um, you know, so you have to think of, you've got the, again, kind of the mental aspect, but the physical, but then how does that package relationship kind of come together? Um, and I do full circle back to the to the model. I mean, when you're able to practice in a model like this, you really you tend to zone in and you're able to optimize that relationship. Um, and going back to what Flo had said with the uh, horizontal totem pole kind of approach, that's helpful, right? Because then I'm able to make a call to um, maybe the the given client's primary care physician. 
or if it's a post-surgical patient, I'm able to reach out to the orthopedic surgeon. Um, you know, so when you're you're able to kind of zone in and and really focus on that, um, not only does the the patient have a you know a deeper trust for you as the clinician, but even as the clinician, you feel comfortable because you're able to exhaust that time um, for the given patient because you don't have to worry about being sidetracked with, you know, again, other patients with you. So I think that really does allow you to um, develop that relationship that's needed and that trust. You know, if someone's arm's very painful, really, really painful shoulder, um, you've got to be able to have that trust with your therapist to let go uh, to make the gains that you might meet, need to, right, from the physical standpoint. But that also ties back into the psychology. You have to trust. You have to have that, you know, interconnection and that trust. That's It's a fluid movement pattern there that you need to really um, progress someone, you know. And when you're able to link those two things together, I think that that's when you find um, you really make the gains that you need. Absolutely. And now for our listeners, let's talk about a story. And listeners, dear friends, this is my own story where we are going to share how I moved from a very difficult place to a place where I'm at and what can we do. It's a partnership where both patient and physical therapists take the responsibility towards the progress and towards the goal it is not only the physical therapist's responsibility, because think about it. Physical therapist only sees you maybe two or three times a week, whereas you are with you every single day. And it's about that commitment to your success. It's about the commitment to your well-being, getting ready to get back into the game. And that commitment to yourself is the game changer. So let me rewind back and we go back probably several years back where I would like to share, I initially mentioned that I was in a hit and run accident and from there, Brooks, as you mentioned, your mom had neck pain and pain radiating down into the arm. So similarly, it impacted my back and neck and because of that and also as being part of the corporate world where you are involved for work. Sometimes hours can be long. It precipitated the pain that would last, and I went to sports and more physical therapy for my back and neck pain. And every single time I went, it was a partnership. It was a commitment at both ends, at the patient's end, which being me, and the physical therapists, which were Kelly and Matt, phenomenal physical therapists, great people, great person, who connected and had me agree to the plan and then move forward. So moving forward, several months back, sometime last August, I took a fall and I broke my shoulder in multiple places. And as I broke my shoulder in multiple places, I'm traveling back from South Dakota on a plane, 
thinking I just had a breath sprain, come and visit my primary physician, and as they're taking the x-ray, the x-ray technician moves my arm. I started screaming, tears rolling down my eyes. And my primary physician said, how did you even travel over the plane for 10 hours and you were joking around before you started? Got my CT scan done and found out great ortho, Dr. Grant, phenomenal doctor. I've been blessed to have a great health team, starting from my primary physician to my orthopedic surgeon and Dr. Galano in New York and Brooks and Jason and Flo, the whole team has been an integral part in my recovery. So we started out and my arm was put in a sling and I was told that we could not put the cast because the brakes were at a at the shoulder and the journey started. It would be very, very slow healing. What happened was every time I would go and get my x-ray done, mm, no healing, go back again, no healing. And what this was doing was it was pulling me down. I had really great things planned out for my business. And as a starting entrepreneur, when you are right there, I have been coaching for seven, eight years, but when you are in the thick and thin of entrepreneurship, you're riding that high, you're riding on that wave, and then it almost feels like that. The carpet has just been stripped from under your feet, and there's a big hole. You're landing deep down. It impacted me mentally, physically, especially when you couldn't even open the door. And I was drooling like a two-year-old. I would try eating with my left hand, and all the food would be falling in front of me. I'm like, okay, I need a bib. So went down into depths of darkness. However, then back to my coaching game and said, I need to coach myself out of it. If I'm coaching other people, I need to coach myself out. Started visualization. And finally, after the wrong, long, long dark road, found that my arm had healed and I had to start the recovery. And my dear doctor, orthopedic surgeon, tells me that my muscles were wrapped in saran wrap with calcified. So frozen shoulder, adhesive, I do not remember the name adhesion, calcified adhesions. And I started my road to recovery with physical therapy. So there were days when we went back and forth down. So I will continue with my story again. But Brooks, I would like to invite you to share. I'm almost there, folks. But, you know, there are still a few more months to left for the full recovery, but I'm going to invite Brooks to share his story from his perspective of this journey. Yeah, thanks, Divya. Um, well, to start off, it's been a, definitely a long journey. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and I think that's the one of the things that I start right off with is, is that alone. We knew 
um, more or less we had our hands full, you know, a, a delayed uh, fracture in, in at least three places um, along that arm bone up high. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you had utilized a bone stimulator um, yes, at some I point to try to help with that. So, you know, when, when you see that on paper as a physical therapist, you already know that this is going to be, you know, a long recovery. Um, and I think having the baseline and the foundational knowledge and also coupled with some, ex you know, definitely some experience in the field for, you know, again, going on seven years here, um, helps with that because there's already a, an approach that, um, a mindset that I have to have almost as your coach, you know, um, as my patient. So, you know, I think when we, when we started together, that was probably, if you want to say from the psychology standpoint, um, how I, how I began to kind of start to look just right at your chart. Um, once getting to know you and, you know, establishing this relationship over the past several months, uh, it's it's been very rewarding for me as a therapist to to have such a good relationship with you. Um, and there's ups and downs, right? So we've had to kind of work together through some of the peaks and valleys to get through this. And you know that's that's kind of the the name of the game here in a lot of a lot of aspects. Um, and of course, with us being able to push you pretty hard at times, but also being aware of you know, your personality and the things that, you know, that matter that comes to that, comes to the forefront when you have that ability to kind of, like I had mentioned earlier um, in the show, just kind of really focus in on the patient and, and zone in and, and have that ability to, to uh, build that relationship and get to know about your, you know, your family and your, your children and all the stuff there that helps, you know, helps you to feel comfortable um, as we were going over our speed bumps, as I like to call it. Um, you know, and what's interesting is when you have something, for example, like uh, adhesive capsulitis or, you know, you know, for example, scar tissue in the shoulder from a trauma, like the trauma you went through, um, that can take a long time to recover. Um, so, you know, I think you've, you've really uh, owned it, really, as the, the patient to, to realize, hey, this is, this is Brooks, he's, he's my coach, and he's going to, get me through this and I'm going to trust him to kind of take the rein here and guide me through the appropriate timeline and what we need to do. So I think that that's what's allowed you to come, you know, to the forefront and where you are right now. Thank you, Brooks. So from your perspective, what advice would you give to physical therapists as well as to patients to move forward from the point of pain to being functional again? Uh, excellent question. That's a, I almost would call that a, a real open-ended question. Um, you, you have to look at it and say, um, there's the ability to understand the personality you're working with, um, and that makes a difference. You know, I think you have to understand that someone can have a lot of pain, and it can be coming from let's say, for example, what you think is the source of the pain from the shoulder, but it could be really coming from the neck. Um, you have to look at it even, even more broad and say a source of pain could be not coming from the muscle and skeletal system, but it could be coming from something visceral or more internal. Um, so one, I think as a, a therapist, you have to rely on your training, but you also are able to utilize the knowledge of having the one-on-one -on -one care of the patient 
to really kind of zone in and say, okay, is this a, a pain that we're going to be able to, to work through? And it's, you know, it's a, it's a, like almost like a pendulum. You have to swing back and forth, you know. Um, and part of that is the ability to really know your patient and to understand them and have that, again, I, I'm redundant with it, but that rapport. Because if you've got someone that's in a lot of pain, yeah, you might need to be pushing them forward, but it's all about how you're coaching as you go through it. Just like on another visit, you might need to be kind of calming down something that could be inflamed. So it's almost, the way I describe it, it's almost like a dosing, you know, that, that dosage. If you're taking too little of, a, of a, this time of year, right, we can say like allergy medication, for example. If you're taking too little of an allergy medication, it might not do anything. If you've got um, too much of it, you, you know, you could be on the other end of it, a little loopy or groggy, depending on side effects. So I think trying to optimize that dosage is, is very important um, for the physical therapist and in the care for the patient and in that relationship. And I think that that works both ends. That works on both ends. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Brooks. And thank you again for your participation in my recovery to where I am right now. And uh, as a coach, I would like to say that own it. And once you own it, once you're committed to yourself, it's not only about what physical therapist or your health professional can provide you. It's what you can provide yourself. It's also going after visualization and meditation to help take care of your mental and emotional well-being because there are scientific studies that show that visualization and meditation helps. And it helped me Listeners, and if anybody's out there in pain, don't be disheartened. Find a great center and a clinic and physical therapist like Brooks, Flo, and Jason. Develop that relationship and move forward. Take active participation in your journey because we only have one body. You can change out your cars. You can change out houses. But until they come up with 3D printing, these are the body parts that we have to live with. So own it and go for it. It's about shattering that status quo and stepping into success of your recovery and journey in a pain-free life. Flo, from your perspective, what wisdom nuggets would you give to the patients and physical therapists? Well, I think um, patient, I would say that it is an individual message, first of all. Um, for a patient who has undergone a trauma, who has experienced a trauma and has a long rehab in front of them, um, I think they have to uh, accept that they are going to go through those stages um, that are well documented uh, of trauma and to determine if they are handling them uh, in in a manner that's productive or uh, to also be open to help. And that, again, is when we talk about other resources. Uh, I'm a firm believer in the healthcare team and helping individuals get to what they need to um, work in a positive manner through uh, wherever they are in life. Um, so to the patient... Uh, again, 
for them to feel like they have assembled the right health care team and that they're doing other things um, in their life to make everything uh, the best it can be. Uh, an example of that, um, I have a little spiel that I give patients. I know this is not after a trauma necessarily, but if I know someone I've worked with before a surgery and they're going into a surgery, I explain to them, okay, you know, long before the surgery, we need to be eating well and hydrating and making sure we're getting enough sleep and, and thinking positive thoughts. I think that's an absolute um necessity and and I even I even have my own little term I could say you have to have positive ions flowing um whether or not that's you know chemically acceptable I, that's they patients get it they get it uh they have to <laughs> feel good about their surgery um you know and similarly that can happen in the recovery from um, a trauma as well. Like you say, um, you get down. When you get down, there is certain things that do happen chemically in the body that is that negatively affects you. Um, and so you do end up being, as a physical therapist, you end up being a coach in that manner. You're coaching them through the tough times um, and helping them understand all the different pieces that affect healing, that affect their uh, confidence in themselves. You know, I often tell people to invite that body part to rejoin their body because they sometimes they isolate it and they don't accept that it's ever going to be right again. And until they accept that, it won't be. I don't care how good it looks on the table in the clinic. If the patient hasn't accepted it, it isn't coming back to join them. So, um, and so I say that both to the patient and to the therapist. I spend a lot of time mentoring younger therapists and helping them to understand that important piece um, of of the big picture, uh, treating the whole patient, understanding um, all the pieces, and and even understanding things that are going on in their life that might be a other things that maybe shouldn't seem like they should be affecting healing, but they if they are, they are, and understanding those as well. So, and not to, you know, beat a dead horse, but we've said this so many times today, that is um, a big part of getting to know your patient and having that relationship with them and helping them to understand all parts of health, what leads to good health, and what pieces of that is missing. Absolutely. And two things that stood out from me, what you've said, Flo, is asking for help. Yes, it's very hard. It is one of the hardest things that I did. And it's about accepting that, yes, I have had trauma. Yes, I'm going to be down. Yes, acknowledge that I have a long road to recovery. Acknowledge and need to ask for help. And it was a very humbling and a grateful experience for me where I say it has been one of the best blessings in my life because I found out such great people who poured their love to support me through this journey. And it's about getting healed. It's about what Flo said, that you have to be prepared for your joint to join back. And as a biochemist and being in science field, we all know that, that our emotions are release of biochemicals. 
And some of the hormones like cortisol will stay in your bloodstream for 26 hours shelf life. And if you are in the lower thoughts, if you are in negative thoughts, what's going to happen is that chemically it will pull you down and it will impact your recovery. So great pointers, Brooks and Flo, really great. And Jason, would you like to add to what Brooks and Flo have said? Divya, I actually would like to say um, something here. I, I think um, I agree completely with Brooks and Flo. They did a great job at summing up. One last piece that I think I want to share is it's all about choice. Therapists out there listening, you have a choice in the practice model that you've chosen to practice. And if it's something that doesn't allow you to deliver quality patient care, it's your choice to make that move. Patients, you have a choice. You have a choice in your healthcare providers. And as Divya had said, selecting a healthcare team that keeps you at the forefront is so essential. And I'll leave with a, with a final um, little, uh, not a quote, but it's from a, one of my most favorite movies. It's from Tomorrowland. I'm a little bit of a Disney freak. And so Tomorrowland, <laughs> Tomorrowland when it came out, was one of the first movies I went to. And there's a part in the movie where uh, the dad says to the daughter, he says, you know, there's two wolves fighting. One is doom and gloom and despair and darkness, and the other one is light and hope and positivity and encouragement. Which one wins? And the answer is mm. whichever one you feed. So patience, if you're feeding into that and you're telling yourself doom and gloom and darkness and despair, that's what's going to be the outcome. So I agree wholeheartedly with you, Divya, in that the mind-body-soul connection is more powerful than I think any one of us ever, you know, ever fully can even grasp or, or, or even get our heads around. Um, but I see it each and every day with patients and their attitude and the therapist's attitude towards that relationship and the patient's attitude towards their injury, disease, diagnosis, whatever it may be, is, is so, so paramount to successful recovery. Mm, very profound. It's our choice. It's our choice to make that decisions, those everyday decisions that impact our lives. And it's about doing the right thing. It just does not have to be in the culture of a corporation. It can become the value that drives your decisions day in and day out. It's about appreciating what we have, being grateful, acknowledging the helplessness when you encounter it. And it's okay. It's okay to be helpless because we are human beings. And just like we are with our children, that we do not mind that our babies fall down and we pick them up and we know that, that it's okay that they're going to grow out of it. They're working towards it. So it's, it's about being a child again in that, that the curiosity and having the tenacity and resilience to fall down and pick yourself back up again. Wow, we have had such a great conversation and the hour has just flown by. I want to thank Brooks, Jason and Flo for the wisdom that they have shared with us listeners and for people who are in research Triangle Park who are in Raleigh, Durham and Cary, North Carolina area I would like to share how you can reach Flo, Jason and Brooks and if you're desirous of joining their clinic center 
their services, I definitely recommend. And to be very transparent, I'm not getting paid for saying this. I'm saying this because I've had great relationships and I have had great experience and great results. So Flo and Jason, whoever wants to take the lead on that and share your contact information, your personal email addresses in case if our listeners have any questions where they can reach you and also share about your website, any other information you'd like to share about your clinic. Thank you so much, Divya. We we appreciate the opportunity today, and we'd love to hear from your listeners. Uh, we do have a website. Our website is uh, just www.sportsandmorept.com, just like uh, our name. And our personal um, emails are on the website, but they are both just our names, Flo Moses, F-L-O-M-O-S-E-S, at sportsandmorept.com. Jason Harloff, Harloff is H-A-R-L-O-F-F, at sportsandmorept.com. And our respective phone numbers for our uh, clinics in Cary and North Raleigh are on the website as well. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you again so much for this opportunity. It's It's been awesome. How it's been awesome having all three of you. I can't speak anything but highly of all three of you. And listeners, as a, I would like to thank each and every one of our guests. It's been an honor to spend this time with them and have a quality conversation. And hopefully we have given you a couple of nuggets to walk away with. And I pray to God that God blesses you with good health and you never have to go through any physical pain or anything. But in the event, if you do, do seek out clinics like sports and more physical therapy and physical therapists like Jason, Flo, and Brooks. And until next time, be brilliant, be powerful, and I will meet you in the next show. Bye for now. And Divya here, taking your leave. Thank you again. Flo, Jason, and Brooks, thank you for joining our show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.